The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you. It is February 3rd, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend as we wrap up this first week of February. I just realized no football this weekend. What am I going to do? No football at all? Super Bowl next weekend. This is the break in between. You know, we had the playoffs the last three, four weekends, and uh, then they take the break before the Super Bowl. So... My wife will be asking me, why are you walking around the house aimlessly like a lost puppy looking for something to do? And I'm sure she's like, if you need something to do, let me give you this list. (laughs) That's right. Now, David, your list, though, should include spending some time planning out the day of eating for Super Bowl Sunday. That's true. So that way you can get to the grocery store this weekend because, you know, next weekend the chip aisle will be raided, the soda pop and beer aisles going to be emptied uh all of those those uh snacks and right, things like that right gone go this weekend and do it so you know what my go-to has been the last couple of super bowls uh chili chicken wings chicken oh, there's not any mm, around mm, next mm, weekend i love chicken wings that yeah. sounds really good it does sound good yeah <laughs> so i you know I, I season them i don't like i don't like wet seasonings i like dry seasonings so like Garlic powder oh, okay. and, and uh, cayenne pepper, a mm-hmm. uh, little salt, those sorts of things. And then pop them in the oven and just bake them. And bake them. And, and bake then them. do you sauce them up afterward? Nope. No I, hot sauce. Don't like, don't like sauce. Don't like the wet st- sauce on them. I just like the dry, the dry rub. Is it because you don't like the flavor of the sauce on the wings uh, yeah. or because you don't like the mess that it yeah, makes? Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I'm okay with the flavors, but yeah, I, yeah, I just don't like the, the, the goopiness. goopiness of uh, it. I like the dry. I like them where you can just take the wing and put it in your mouth and it just, it just the bone. pulls right off, pull, pull, huh? Yeah, and it's just, oh, that's I, I oh. may have to do that this weekend now. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. We have some really good restaurants around the Portland and Vancouver area that make really good wings. Oh, yeah. Like really good wings. Uh, uh, Fire on the Mountain makes one of my favorites. They make like a cilantro lime Mm -hmm. that is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I get chicken wings from different takeout places a lot. And I've got probably. One, two, probably three different places, go-to places, I think, where I get wings from. But I'm going to make them myself. Okay. So for, the, for the Super Bowl, l- I'm making them myself. Yeah, I like your th- your thing about putting them in the oven rather than bake them. Do you cover them with foil or you just put them in uh, I No, I just open. Open. On a cookie sheet just, or something. Uh, yeah, just like that. Just cook them like that. And what I try to do is put a tray underneath how I cook them because sometimes they'll splatter with the okay. juices and that that way you save your oven from getting all messy. All right. I learned my lesson on that one time when making them and it's just like, why is, why is something burning? And it was because the juices were splashing, splashing down. Splashing all over. So. Okay. Well, I am looking forward then already to next week because we're going to do a second cup on our our... Uh, roll out of foods for the Super Bowl game, yeah. and then uh, we'll uh, we'll get that full I chicken like that. wing recipe from you, David. So I let, want it. 
let me ask you this. Okay. Do you know who's in the Super Bowl? Uh, of course I do. Okay. It's the Chiefs. Yes. Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Hopefully he'll make it. Okay. And the <laughs> Bengals. No. Duh! Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Wait. No, I don't know. Philadelphia. <laughs> That's right. Fight Eagles fight. Yeah. How did I not remember that? Only because they're not, because I follow the Los Angeles Chargers. Sure. So I'm real in tune as to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were you were done a long time ago. So, oh, yes. yeah. See, I'm. Oh, let me, from birth, yes. I was done well, with that team. <laughs> see, I've been, I've been into it because the 49ers. Well, 49ers yeah, and then they sure. lost, but yeah. To the Eagles. So I don't know who I'm going to root for. I gotta oh, think about I, that. I, uh, I'm yeah, rooting I'm for my for chicken chi- wings. I'm, I'm gonna pull for the Chiefs. I think yeah, I'm pulling for my chicken. I'm wings. not sure That's why I like that Patrick yeah. Mahomes. He just, yeah, he he seems yeah. like he'd be a fun guy to know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, good that guy. Wild so, hair, right? I could yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, he's no, he's a great guy, great player. I mean, he's fun to watch too. It, oh, I hope his ankle's okay because you know he's had the sprained ankle. So okay. we'll see how he's got a couple weeks. Who to is singing the national anthem? Oh, I, I, I do I want to know who that is because I do this. enjoy that part of the show too. Who is it? Um, no, I don't remember. I don't know. Okay, I look, it one, up. look that up for me. I'll let look me know. That up. Okay. Do you want to do show today? And the halftime show. It's uh, Rihanna, the, isn't Rihanna. it? Rihanna. Yeah, that's she's doing it. The halftime Which show. I think she's All done right. it before. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I get a little nervous yeah. when it comes to the halftime show, but okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Yeah, I guess we should do a show today. What do you got coming up? A question for you. Would Jesus be a workaholic if he were a carpenter in the workforce today? Ooh. Well, some theories are explored. I'll talk about them in the show. You know what he would push for? A four-day work week. <laughs> would he? Yes. He might. That, I've, that's big right now. I, there's a couple places doing that. Uh, we're going to talk about, too, really interesting story. This is for Chaplain's Day. And, yeah, four chaplains. Four chaplains, Dane. We'll tell you why. Great story that you'll hear about it going back to World War II, so we'll have that for you. Oh, I love our Friday shows. Yeah. The most fun of the week. Let's kick off this Friday show with a lob now and the cross remains. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We will sing as one
life from the ashes We're trusting in your plan Lord, heal these lands We're trusting in your plan The Cross Remains. 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Friday morning. Well, Terry Ross, host of Glory of the Mass, he's going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship. 
a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Find the peace you need by joining Mater Dei Radio and the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click materdayradio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. From Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 714 at Day Radio. You know, this may be the first morning this week when we came in that the temperatures weren't like in the upper 20s. You're right about that. Yeah. In fact, I was just looking. We are 12 degrees warmer uh, than the end of the show yesterday already. I know. Yeah. So big change in the weather starts today. Going to be rainy and breezy, probably mid-morning. The rain's going to roll in. We'll have a high of 50 degrees today, then rain and breezy again tonight, low of 44. Saturday, 30% chance of rain. Highs all the way up, 53 degrees. That's balmy. Oh my goodness. Bring on springtime. Exactly. (laughs) Well, currently it is 42 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 43 degrees at Central Catholic High School in Port well, it's time once again to prepare for the Mass with Terry Ross in his show, The Glory of the Mass. Well, you can listen to beautiful sacred liturgical music, well, made great by the Masters during the Renaissance period. Well, you will hear beautiful sacred music, but, well, today's featured composer, not from that period of time, but great nonetheless. And Terry is joining us today to teach us a little bit about Joseph Reinberger. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. It's nice to be here as always. Reinberger is the only composer I know of who was born in Liechtenstein. So oh. that makes him unique. But he spent his musical life in Germany and his, his language was German. He composed a lot of music uh, during his lifetime, including a number of wonderful um, graduals. For some reason, he liked he liked the gradual of the uh, and said a lot of those uh, polyphonically. Now, also, explain to our listeners what is a gradual. What is that when you say he enjoyed the gradual? The gradual is the second part of the proper. The mass proper consists of the uh, introit, which is sung while the people are coming into the church, or, okay. or while the while the celebrant is coming into the church. The gradual, which is sung after the first reading. The Alleluia, which is sung after the second reading. The Offertory, which is sung while the celebrant is preparing the gifts for communion. And the Communion, which is sung while the gifts are distributed. So the gradual is the second part of the 
of the mass, the mass proper. Okay, so I think we would understand that as the responsorial psalm. Exactly. Okay, so those beautiful psalms written by King David, of course we have the words, we don't have the music, so it's wonderful to know that, well, we have people like Josef Reinberger who are taking those words and applying new music to them. That is some of what you will hear on this week's Glory of the Mass. So Josef Reinberger, so having been the only composer from Liechtenstein, <laughs> but obviously still well um, known for his writing, he must have been exposed to many great artists there in Liechtenstein that would have allowed him to seek further learning in Germany. I don't know how much he he was exposed to in Liechtenstein, but he spent most of his life in Germany. And there he would have been exposed to everything uh, because they have a very vivid musical life in Germany, even vivid liturgical musical life, although a lot of it is uh, Lutheran, as you know, like the Bach B minor mass uh, and other things. But uh, yeah, Liechtenstein wrote a couple of Masses, uh, and the one we're going to use in this program is the Mass in E-flat major, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. And it's interesting because the people that are singing this Mass by Liechtenstein are people I've not featured before, the Phoenix Bach Choir with the Kansas City Chorale. So there you are. Hadn't heard of those two groups, but they sing very well together. Terry Ross is joining us today as we prepare for another great episode of The Glory of the Mass. Well, Terry, memories are often attached to music. And as we were preparing for a little preview, you said, I have this beautiful Ave Maria by Johannes Brahms. And when you said that, I had a flash of a memory of a music box that I had, maybe when I was a little girl, that played the Brahms lullaby. And it was wonderful. We spent and looked that up. And so for our listeners, I'm not going to play that for you now, but look that up and see if the Brahms lullaby. Strikes a memory for you. (coughs) And so you picked out a piece that Brahms also did. And something that I think you said that many, many composers wrote uh, using their own music. That's the Ave Maria. Tell us about this particular one. Well, it's unusual in a sense because Brahms didn't write a lot of uh, uh, devotional music or religious music. So for him to write an Ave Maria was uh, an interesting thing. Um, And it's very conventional in a way, but it doesn't sound like the Renaissance Ave Marias. It sounds like a 19th century Ave Maria, which is when it was written. Uh, And it's a very beautiful piece. We'll hear a little bit of it, I think, here. All right. Well, you tell me if this sounds like a more (coughs) modern take on the Ave Maria by Johannes Brahms.
both you and I, well, we just can't help but smile when you hear that. That's a beautiful piece. And again, different than the Ave Maria that we are so familiar with that we listen to in church. So what are some of the things that you hear in this particular piece with regards to the singers and then the music that is accompanying them? I don't think that that melody would have been used very much Mm -hmm. uh, in the Renaissance. Um, There's a whole lot of notes on ah, ah, ave, and that's unusual in itself. Um, And some of the harmonies are different, too, uh, than, than anyone would have used in the Renaissance. Well, it is such a beautiful prayer, the Ave Maria, and then, well, to add with it just more beautiful sacred music, well, it just brings it to a higher level for sure, Terry. Well, we are excited for this week's episode, and boy, when our listeners, you know, when you listen to this week's episode, when that Ave Maria comes up, you're going to know a little bit more about that song and, of course, its composer. Well, Terry, I appreciate your time this week and, again, another great episode of The Glory of the Mass. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. So Glory of the Mass can be heard right here at Mater Day Radio. But if you listen to the podcast on our webpage, well, you're also going to have access to that full playlist. You're going to find that episode number 179 at com. And it is 722 at Mater Day Radio. Man, I'll tell you what, Terry knows his stuff, doesn't he? Incredible. Yeah. And, you know, when I ask these questions, he, he doesn't know what I'm going to ask him ahead right. of time. No, he's, and he's just, he's right there on the know. What a resource. Hey, do you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, and looking for a way to support Mater Day Radio? Well, how about our vehicle donation program? All you need to do is just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page there, and just need a couple pieces of information, fill out the form, you're good to go. It's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, chaplain of the Portland Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. This community of members strive to inform, organize, and inspire each other in steadfast fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Catholic physicians and healthcare workers need this support and fellowship now more than ever. We gather on the first Saturday of every month for 7.30 Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by our meeting. If you'd like to find out more information about the Catholic Medical Association and how you can become a member, visit cathmed.org. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. 
Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, some Portlanders may have gotten the wrong tax form in the mail. Oops. Yep, we'll tell you about that <laughs> in the news. And would Jesus be a workaholic? He was a carpenter in the workforce today. Well, there are some theories about that, and I'll tell you about them coming up in three minutes. Here is Dana Catherine, my Savior in me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Tell me, Lord, tell me, Lord, how can it be that you would choose to use someone like me? Someone like me. Couple billion people yeah, you have chosen to use somebody so unworthy. I'm just another pen you're putting to the paper, a reflection of my
Catherine, my savior in me. It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, the Oregon Department of Revenue acknowledged Thursday that it sent personal tax refund information for about 5,000 taxpayers to the wrong address, mostly in the Portland area with the zip codes of 97202, 205, 206, and 209. A department spokesperson says the mailing address on the outside don't match with the information contained on the forms. The 1099-G forms include the names, the addresses, and the last four digits of the taxpayer's Social Security number and the amount of their state and local tax refunds from last year. The 1099-G is a form issued by the government to inform taxpayers of funds they may have received that may need to be reported on the federal tax return most typically tax refunds. Now, the State Revenue Department is asking that recipients of the bad forms to destroy them immediately if notifying each by mail what happened and why they got the the wrong form out, and the affected taxpayers will be offered credit monitoring. So there you go. Okay, well, check your mail. Keep an eye out on that, yep. Well, Pope Francis on Friday became the first pope to visit South Sudan, fulfilling a years-long hope to carry out an ecumenical trip to the war-torn country. The pope has called his February 3rd to the 5th visit to Juba, South Sudan's capital, a pilgrimage of peace. His Anglican counterpart, Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, along with the moderator of the Church of England, Ian Greenshield, will visit the newest African nation together. Now, Pope Francis has spoken about the possibility of the trip as early as 2017, fewer than four years after the outbreak of civil war in 2013. On February 4th, he will meet bishops, priests, and consecrated men and women in St. Teresa Cathedral, the seat of the Archbishop of Juba. And Pope Francis will also meet with South Sudanese refugee people who have been internally displaced due to the war between leading ecumenical prayer services. Now, on his final day on February 5th, the Pope will celebrate Sunday Mass in English as at the John Gehring Mausoleum. He will then leave the Angelus before flying back to Rome. What a trip. So full. And uh, it just sounds like everywhere he has been, he's just greeted with yeah. such applause. Amazing. Well, Travel and Leisure magazine has included Joseph, Oregon on its list of the 20 most beautiful towns in the United States. 
Joseph, also known as the Swiss Alps of Oregon, joins Leavenworth, Washington as the only Pacific Northwest towns on the travel and leisure list, although nearby Wallace, Idaho also earned a spot. So if you're not familiar with Joseph, it is located in the far northeastern corner of the state near the scenic Wallawa Mountains. It has become a popular tourist town over the years, offering an abundance of outdoor opportunities, as well as the Wallawa Lake Tram, which runs to the summit of Mount Howard, giving incredible vistas of the region. The historic town of Joseph is also known for all of its artisans there. Have you ever been to Joseph? I have not. Have you been to no, Joseph? No, I would love to. I, I know of Joseph well. I've had people who have gone there and say it's just incredible, so would love to go. But you have been, I bet, to Leavenworth, Washington. I have been to Leavenworth. I love Leavenworth. It's yeah. a great Great town. So it's the Bavarian themed yes. town, right? I I I've been uh, off season uh, to visit there before. I think it was spring break. Yeah, uh, it was still kind of cool. But uh, I'd love to go during the Christmas season because Leavenworth is lit up so beautifully. Yeah. So how about that? A couple of the top twenties right course. here within driving distance. Well, the Archdiocese of Portland is the latest U.S. diocese to issue a document affecting the lives of LGBTQ young people, their families, those who instruct and care for them. On January 25th, Archbishop Alexander Sample shared a Catholic response to gender identity theory, catechesis, and pastoral guidelines with Western Oregon priests. The following day, he was released to principals. The 17-page document is intended to provide clarity on the Catholic Church's teaching, wrote the Archbishop in a letter accompanying the document. He goes on to say, May everyone who reads this document feel the love and compassion with which it was written and feel their hearts turn towards our Lord Jesus Christ and His truth. Like Many of the at least 34 gender policies and instructions approved by Catholic dioceses nationwide, the Portland guidelines direct Catholic institutions to interact with youth on the basis of their biological sex identity rather than self-perceived gender identity. And the producers of... <clears throat> And the producers of a brand of over-the-counter eye drops is recalling the product after a possible link to an outbreak of drug-resistant infections, U.S. health officials said Thursday. Both the Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are advising against the use of Ezra Care artificial tears as they may be contaminated and linked to an outbreak of uh, pseudomonomas causing one death so far. Mm. In fact, a King County man has died from a blood infection officials believe was caused by this over-the-counter eye drop. Now, there were 55 cases reported across 12 states from May of tw- 2022 all the way to last month. Two federal agencies reported, and those who have used the product may begin showing symptoms of an eye infection, which include yellow, green, or clear discharge from the eye, eye pain or discomfort, redness of the eye or eyelid, or blurry Mm. vision. I would assume that product has been pulled from the shelves. It's been pulled from the shelves. But, you know, sometimes, if you, especially if this started last year, might be something that you have on your shelf. Sure. Just don't know that it's there. Right. Well, in sports, the University of Portland women's basketball team continues its winning ways, but it was close. So on the road, the pilots put together an incredible 18 to nothing run in the fourth quarter 
after trailing by 16 early in the period and beat the San Francisco Dons 83-80 to in overtime. Oh, my goodness. Alex Fowler, again, led the way, 23 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 steals. Portland is now 11-1 and in West Coast Conference play. <gasps> oh, so I uh, see some glory in their future. Man. Keep it up. So they play tomorrow afternoon at Santa Clara. University of Portland men's team also gets a big win on the road last night. Playing in San Diego, the Pilots knocked off the Toreros 80-61. to Portland is at Pepperdine tomorrow evening. Pac-12 men's play on the road. Oregon falls to Arizona. Oregon State loses at Arizona State. UCLA downs Washington and Washington State beaten by USC. So none of the Northwest schools <laughs> okay. won last well, night. Okay, let's just focus uh, on uh, ladies' evening. basketball. Yeah, I How's guess that? so, yeah. Well, what would Jesus do if he were a carpenter 2023? Well, the workforce and work habits were already changing in fundamental ways during the 21st century. The pandemic came along, accelerating, redirecting and reshaping who works where and how. Catholic Social Teachings with Christ at its center gives great direction on several new workplace phenomenon. So first of all, many of us might say we're workaholics. Jesus would not be. It would not be. Most working Americans exhibit one sign of workaholism or another, according to a 2019 New York Post report, cited research suggesting that more than half of us prioritize work over personal lives and worry about work on days off. This approach to work gets things backwards. As Pope Benedict XVI put it, It's indispensable that people not allow themselves to be enslaved by work or to idolize it, claiming to find it in the ultimate and definitive meaning in life. Mm, mm. Right. Secondly, Jesus and the great resignation. Yeah. You know, we heard about this over the pandemic. Right. Now, the nations quit reaching. Let's excuse me. The nation's quit rate reached a 20-year high in November of 2021. And while many workers changed jobs, left many people in the labor force altogether, accelerating a decades-long trend, according to Bloomberg. As St. John Paul II pointed out in his encyclical on human work, Jesus himself was known as a carpenter. And in his parables on the kingdom of God, Jesus often identifies people specifically by their occupation. Hmm. That's who he refers to them as. Right. There's shepherds, farmers, doctors, sowers, householders, steward, fishermen, even a baker, if you count the woman kneading yeast into the dough. So there is a part of our identity that is with our work and how we serve people. Sure. Uh, you know, they have that happy index study that comes out every year, and many of the s- countries that end up at the top of the happy index are countries that are not so ingrained in work. in work. You know, they have holidays and, you know, summers, those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's fascinating. It's good. I mean, yeah. it is important to know we were made to work, sure. of course, but work has its place and it should not be the top priority in our lives. Right, exactly. Well, you know, we've been celebrating Catholic Schools Week all of this week. And so coming up, we're going to talk with... Peter Corrado, he is with the Oregon Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation and the great work they do. It's right after the forecast. 
Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.43 at Mater Day Radio. Well, definitely a change in the weather. Showery weather throughout the day today. Warmer temperatures. Got a 90% chance of rain. Rain probably going to roll in later this morning. We'll have a high of around 50 degrees. Then rainy and breezy again tonight. Low of 44. And then we've got about a 30% chance of showers for Saturday. High of 53, though. So that's pretty nice. (laughs) That does sound pretty nice. Currently, it is 39 degrees at the Pastoral Center here in Portland. Trying to see what Eugene temperature is this morning because they've always been running a little colder. They are Mm -hmm. a little chillier today. 37 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. Well, our Catholic schools, they have a very specific purpose to form students to be good citizens of the world, to love God and neighbor, really enrich society by their example of faith. That's communities of faith. Catholic schools instill in their students their destiny. That's to become saints. Well, National Schools Week is an annual celebration of Catholic education here in the United States, and we're celebrating it here in the Archdiocese of Portland. It is the goal of Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation to ensure that any family that wants Catholic school education for their child, well, they should have that opportunity. So joining me today to celebrate Catholic schools and to tell us more about the Endowment Foundation, it is their director, Peter Corrado. Good morning, Peter. Thanks so much for coming on the show again. It's great to see you. Thank you, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Well, Peter, we know it's just a celebration of our Catholic schools every day that school's in session, but specifically on this week, we pay close attention. You know, all year long, the foundation works to really ensure that that Catholic education is available to every family who wants that for their children. And in your work, while COVID put a little damper on it, you've managed to make your rounds to all of the schools that the Archdiocese supports. Kind of from your impression, what are just the really amazing things that our Archdiocesan Catholic schools are able to do? It's just been uh, such a wonderful journey to to meet and see the schools over the past five years that I've been here. And um, they just continue to do exactly what they did for me. 
growing up in Catholic schools for my family, my children, and now to see the the little ones uh, in in school, and especially through COVID, the way they responded, uh, it was it's been really an incredible journey, and I am, couldn't be more proud of the schools, the way they've uh, responded to the, the COVIDs and the the challenges of COVID, uh, and uh, how they were able to engage their students and keep them involved and keep the families involved. Um, but it, but the, the education piece is everything it has been and continues to be, and we need it so much today uh, in, in this current world uh, situation that we find ourselves. Catholic schools are just so grounding for the students and teach our students to uh, not just to do well, but to do good and to go out and live as Christian witnesses in service to others. And that's uh, just it's such a noble cause. Peter Corrado joining us today. He is the director of the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation. They serve the Archdiocese of Portland to ensure that Catholic education is available to every family who wants one. Well, let's talk over the years. You've been at the helm of the foundation now for five years. You know, over these years, I mean, really, you talk about how every school is assisted and then individual families what does that really boil down to as far as providing, well, that, that daily education for the students? Certainly. We had, in this past year, in the current school year, we have provided over $560,000 in tuition assistance directly for families in the Catholic elementary schools. And we're really proud and excited about that. Uh, we've been able to grow that in our uh, first five years each year, um, Year over year, we're helping more families and distributing more financial aid. Uh, this past year has been a bit of a challenge uh, investment-wise because the market <laughs> last year was not sure. our best friend. But uh, really encouraged by the way our community has stepped up um, in providing uh, immediate tuition assistance. So instead of, because the endowment has been uh, impacted by market conditions, there was less to distribute from the endowment this year, but okay. families have stepped up and said, uh, and supporters have said, here are gifts that we would like you to use for immediate tuition assistance for families. And so this might be the first year where we didn't increase the amount of money, but it's almost exactly the same as what we were able to do last year. And in light of conditions and uh, last year's market conditions, I'm really encouraged by that. Well, great. Well, only good things ahead for the endowment. Yeah. You know, here at Matra Day Radio, you know, we recognize that without our supporters, well, there'd be no mission, right? right? And the same goes for the foundation. And so you have an opportunity to bring some of those donors together to really, you know, celebrate the season and then really recognize and, and, and show them how their funds have been able to help. Kind of tell us a little bit about the event that you held just in time for Christmas. It, well, it was wonderful. It was our inaugural Christmas gala. It was the first event that we've held in our five years. Uh, we had hoped to have done it sooner, but because of COVID and all of those restrictions, uh, this one was at Amatera Winery just before Christmas in the full festive Christmas season. Uh, very well attended. We had 120-some guests, I think, that were able to join us that evening. Uh, we raised a little over 40000 for immediate tuition assistance, but in all told for the evening, uh, the response from the community was closer to $120,000, and so that allowed us 
that underwrote the event mm -hmm. as well as providing some operational revenue. So it was a great event. People really spoke very highly of it afterwards. I was pleased at how it went the first the first event went and um, people seemed really pleased about the evening and it was a great chance for us to say thank you to so many of our donors as well as to educate some new uh, donors who came. Um, and so all in all, a wonderful event, a wonderful evening. You're very successful in all regards. There is always room for more people to volunteer, to support the endowment in any way that they can. Mm. There is not a dollar level, I think, that right. is a minimum level to help support Catholic schools. Can tell our, our listeners more about who that person is that you're looking for that they can support the endowment? Absolutely. We have... Uh Everybody from who who sends in twenty five dollars to people who are uh, letting us know that they're including us in their estate, and that's the most encouraging part in the first five years is to hear from from individuals who believe so strongly in our mission, and our mission is extremely focused on families who want to go to their Catholic elementary schools. And that just resonates with so many of our donors. And so I have been most encouraged about hearing how some of them are leaving them, uh, leaving gifts to the foundation in their estate. But those are no more important than the $25 and $50 individuals who just know what we're doing, who perhaps benefited from uh, a Catholic education of their own, and they want to pay it forward. And it's, there is no gift too small or too large. And we're just so grateful for anybody who, uh, for whom we resonate, our mission resonates and they want to support us. We, we love to have them aboard. And of course, our own Archbishop Alexander Sample, he has a real heart for children and families who are working. He knows the yeah, everyday struggle absolutely. that so many go through. I'm going to tell our listeners about his thoughts on our Catholic education. Absolutely. He has been the strongest advocate and proponent. Uh, he was instrumental in allowing us to even just get up and started. And he believed in the mission that these that two gentlemen, David Brands and Bobby Kearns, brought to the Archbishop uh, when he first began here 10 years ago and he was so receptive to what they wanted to do and saw the need for the diocese to do more i mean the diocese has so many incredible missions uh, that they support and 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 the archbishop is a huge proponent of the catholic elementary school education and he saw that there was a need that Perhaps a different organization, a supporting organization, could do more for the families in Catholic schools that the diocese was able to do in the many missions that they had. And um, so he gave us an incredible gift to get started uh, and has worked as an incredible proponent to uh, anyone who will listen about uh, the need for uh, support of families in Catholic school education. And he uh, is a very uh, strong advocate and and. and full-throated endorsement of what we're doing. And uh, it's been wonderful because it makes a big difference when people hear just how important the mission is from him. I can reach people in development efforts, but for to have the Archbishop continually promoting what we're doing and, and asking others to support it has been huge. Oh, right. And that's just, those are how legacies are created. Yep. Peter, for you and I, who were Catholic at school educated ourselves, mm -hmm. which means our children, Catholic school educated, and, you know, God willing, our 
grandchildren right, right, have right. that same legacy. And that is a legacy right here in Portland that will continue our wonderful Catholic schools. Well, Peter, it's been a wonderful conversation. I always enjoy our time together. For those who are listening, where can they go read about the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation, some of the things you're doing, and maybe if God has blessed them in such a way, they'd be able to contribute and help in some way. Absolutely. The best way to learn about us is to um, perhaps go to our website at um, the acronym for Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation, cseforegon.org, and and there are a few pages on there that you can learn about what we're doing, what the need is, how we're impacting families, and of course, there's a way to give online as well. Oh, well, thank you for your time today. Thank you for all your work that you are doing, and well, thank you for the lives who've been changed because of our education that we can offer them. Couldn't do it without the support of the listeners and people in the diocese. It's been a wonderful experience. Thank you for having me. And again, that is Peter Corrado. He is the director of the Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation. They support the Catholic schools of the Archdiocese of Portland. If you want to find out more information, perhaps go to the website that Peter was just talking about. I will be sure to add the link to that website. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. Speaking of the Hail Mary media app, if you haven't downloaded it yet, please consider that. Just go to our website. It's right there on the front page. All of the information for you through the Hail Mary media app. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders and so much more. That is Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. All of the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. 
Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio. Well, today is Four Chaplains Day. We'll have the inspiring story for you coming up. And thousands came together to bid a loving farewell to Cardinal George Pell. I'll have an update from his funeral mass in Australia right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we're talking about Saint Blaise. Both a bishop and a doctor, Blaise lived sometime in the late third century. As a bishop, he served in his hometown of Sebastia in Armenia. As a doctor, he is recorded in medical writings as having helped to cure many ailments, particularly objects lodged in the throat. Blaise is said to have been a very good bishop who worked hard to build up his diocese with spiritual encouragement and physical healing. He lived by example and performed many miracles. People would come flocking to him from all over the region to have him pray over their physical and spiritual ailments. Animals even came seeking him for help. Due to continued persecution, Blaise was eventually forced to flee into the backcountry, taking refuge in a cave. It was there he remained living as a hermit and devoting himself to prayer. During this time, people continued to visit him for healing and he even made friends with wild animals. Then, in the year 316, the governor of Cappadocia began a more intense persecution of the church, and many Christians were arrested for their faith. This is when St. Blaise was discovered, somewhat by accident. A group of hunters were searching the wilderness for new animals to add to the amphitheater when they stumbled upon the saint's cave. The hunters were initially afraid because they witnessed the bishop kneeling in prayer, surrounded by wolves, bears, and lions, who all sat patiently around him. Overcoming their initial shock, they arrested Blaze for being a Christian. Legend has it that as they were about to haul him off to prison, a woman came carrying her young son who was choking to death on a fishbone. Desperate, the woman laid the boy at his feet, and with a prayer from the bishop, the boy was immediately healed. Another legend tells us that while still on his way to prison, they encountered a poor old woman whose pig was being carried off by a wolf. Blaze commanded the wolf to return the pig, and to the shock and awe of everyone, it brought the pig back alive and unharmed. In Thanksgiving, the woman visited St. Blaise in prison, bringing him two wax candles to help dispel the darkness of his cell. Sound familiar? Many churches still celebrate the Feast of St. Blaise with a blessing ceremony using two consecrated candles crossed over each other to bless the congregation. St. Blaise endured torture while in prison, and because he was unwilling to renounce his faith, he was eventually martyred. Today, he is remembered as one of the 14 holy helpers, saints who are considered to be powerful intercessors, especially in the cases of sickness and disease. St. Blaise seemed always willing to help those who sought his help. If you thought his intercession was powerful then, how much more is it now that he is before the face of God? Prayer is a powerful tool and we should not fool ourselves into thinking that we don't need a little help from time to time. As scripture teaches us, the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. And who is more righteous or holy than those who are already in heaven? I encourage you to ask for the intercession of the saints, especially if you feel like your own prayers aren't going anywhere. Find a saint you feel a personal connection with and ask them to pray for you. And if you don't feel connected to any of them, Mother Mary or St. Joseph are always a good place to start. St. Blaise, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. 
The late Cardinal George Pell's funeral mass drew thousands of mourners filling Sydney's St. Mary's Cathedral to capacity. Civil leaders, friends, and members of Pell's family remembered the Australian Cardinal's dedication to the church, the gospel, and his courage in the face of many obstacles, including more than a year in prison before his exoneration. The Cardinal died January 10th in Rome at the age of 81 from cardiac arrest following complications during hip surgery. Archbishop Anthony Fisher of Sydney celebrated the Pontifical Mass of Christian Burial at Sydney St. Mary's Cathedral. The four-hour liturgy included a specially composed offertory motet by Sir James Macmillan based on the Cardinal's motto, be not afraid, and the text of Wisdom, verse uh, chapter 3. Pell was made a cardinal by Pope John Paul II in October of 2003, while he was Archbishop of Sydney. Now, 10 years later, Pope Francis appointed Pell a member of his Council of Cardinals and the year after put him in charge of Vatican finances. His work there won praise and admiration, especially his apparent discovery of $1.5 billion in assets in previously unreported Vatican accounts. And on the 27th, World Day of Consecrated Life, Pope Francis recalled the special role religious brothers and sisters have in the Catholic Church. It said, In the people of God sent to bring the gospel to all people, you, consecrated men and women, have a special role, the Pope said in a written message for February 2nd. This special role, he continued, stems from the special gift you have received, the, a gift that gives your witness a special character and value for the very fact that you are wholly dedicated to God and his kingdom in poverty, virginity, and obedience. Well, this is interesting. The U.S. is tracking a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that has been spotted over U.S. airspace for the past couple of days, but the Pentagon decided not to shoot it down due to risks of harm for people on the ground. The New York Times, citing Pentagon sources, reported the balloon traveling from China to the Aleutian Islands near Alaska and through northwest Canada over the past few days before arriving somewhere over Montana, where it was hovering on Wednesday. What? Yeah, a senior defense official told Pentagon reporters that the U.S. has very high confidence it is a Chinese high-altitude balloon, and it was flying over sensitive sites to collect information. One of the places the balloon was spotted was Montana, which is home to one of the nation's three nuclear missile silos. So uh, pretty interesting. They didn't want to shoot it down because they thought there might be a debris field and people on the ground and things, but they were pretty confident it wasn't um, really seeing anything. That Just get a really big cane with a hook and just grab yeah. hold of it. There How far? These high altitude. I yeah. mean, we're talking it's high in the air, isn't it's it? It's up there. Yeah. It's pretty high. Okay. Well, more than 600 members of Labor's International Union of North America, Local 486, went on strike at midnight Thursday after no agreement was reached with the city of Portland during Wednesday's mediation session, according to city officials. The city said it's moving forward with contingency plans, but said on Thursday that so far essential services are not affected. The state of emergency declaration issued last Thursday 
Thursday by Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler allows the city to hire or relocate staff to ensure con- continuity of services so the workers go on strike. Negotiations between union representatives and the city have gone on for about 10 months, the union said. They represent workers in Portland's wastewater treatment, pollution testing, street maintenance, and park ranger services. All right. Well, this is quite a story, Brenda. Uh Yeah, today is known as Four Chaplains Day. It honors four military chaplains, including Reverend George Fox of Methodist Minister, Reverend Clark Poling of the Reformed Church of America, Rabbi Alexander Good, and Catholic priest Father John Washington. So during World War II, all of these chaplains attended chaplain school at Harvard. On completion of their studies, they together boarded a ship, the Dorchester, with 904 other service members en route to an Army command base in southern Greenland. So on this day... In 1943, a German submarine torpedoed their ship in the frigid waters off the coast of Newfoundland. Chaos ensued. Eyewitnesses recounted the chaplain's heroism, including giving their life jackets and gloves to other service members. They prayed with service members, assisting them into lifeboats. The four chaplains remained on the sinking ship where they ultimately perished. Wow. Congress awarded the four chaplains the Medal of Honor in 1960. Wow, a chill just ran up my arms thinking about that. Yeah. What incredible service to those uh, on that ship those four men did were. Yeah, four chaplains day. So you think about all the chaplains that have served in the military, and we know some here in the Archdiocese of Portland. So uh, certainly prayers for all of the chaplains today. Well, you can shake off those winter blues and enjoy... Winter Lights. The Portland Winter Lights Festival runs February 3rd to the 11th. The festival is free and kicks off today with a fire performance from 7 to 7.30 at Pioneer Courthouse Square. Colorful art displays and sculptures will be on display throughout the city during the nine-day festival. Much of the artwork is interactive for people of every age. This year's theme, The Light of stars and art installations will be set up at pioneer courthouse square the world trade center and electric blocks in portland's central east side there's also going to be a number of pop-up locations around the town have you ever been to the winter life no Festival? it sounds fun though just a little walk around town yeah. seems like you'll be able to run into it pretty easily yeah you, you might Tonight, want to bring a little rain gear with you. <laughs> through the weekend, <laughs> yeah, probably. probably through the weekend. But still, yeah, that'd be fun. In sports, the Portland Trailblazers continue their three-game road trip today with a contest in the nation's capital. They'll tip off against the Washington Wizards at 4 o'clock. Now, with the win, the Blazers will even their record at 26-26. and Good for 11th place in the Western Conference. Wizards have a similar record there at 24-26, and putting them in ninth place in the Eastern Conference. Following tonight's game, Portland will wrap up its week-long travels tomorrow at Chicago against the Bulls. Well, St. Blaise was a holy bishop who lived in Armenia during the 4th century, and little is known about him except that he was martyred for his faith uh, in and about the year 316. Now, one story that has survived the test of time centers around a miracle that connects him to the miraculous healing of throat uh, illnesses. The Roman ritual offers a brief summary of the story and where it says, 
While in prison, he performed a wonderful cure on a boy who had a fishbone lodged in his throat and who was in danger of choking to death. From this account, we have the longtime custom of invoking the saints for all kinds of throat trouble. Now, for many centuries, the church has performed a special blessing on his feast day, which is today. And many have been cured of their throat problems through the intercession of St. Blaise. While no one is guaranteed a cure, the church encourages the faithful to pray to God with a sincere faith, entrusting their prayers to the holy bishop of Armenia. Mm. Now, here is what's interesting yeah. about this story of St. Blaise and this child who had the bone stuck in his throat. Right. St. Blaise was actually being led to his martyrdom. Oh. When he came across this mother who had this boy who was choking. Right. He prayed over him. The bone was released and the boy cured. Right. And then St. Blaise continued to his mm. death. Wow. Incredible. That is Incredible story. I think about it, I remember as a kid, the first time going to Mass and having the kind of the V of the candles. That's right. Put across your throat, blessing your throat. Oh, it's a wonderful blessing today. Celebrate St. Blaise. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And tomorrow begins the Idaho Catholic Men's Conference that's happening in person. But if you don't want to make it all the way to Nampa, Idaho, you can reach it on a line. The day schedule includes Mass celebrated by Bishop Peter Christensen, talks by Monsignor James Shea, and Major League Baseball All-Star Mike Sweeney. There will be reconciliation, a light breakfast and lunch, and wine and cheese fellowship if you do attend in person. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Well, the Arise Women's... It's a uh, conference, right? Women's conference, conference coming up. Coming up. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the sacred mysteries of the Holy Rosary, 
the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matrade Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's 813 at Day Radio. Well, a little change in the weather coming up later this morning. Rain's supposed to roll in probably after 10, 11 this morning. Then breezy as well. We'll see a high of 50 degrees. Rainy and breezy again overnight tonight, low of 44. 30% chance of rain for Saturday, high of 53, and then similar again for Sunday. Currently, it is still cool, 37 degrees at St. Mary's Catholic Church up in Castle Rock, Washington. And 33 degrees at Regis St. Mary's Schools in Staten. Women across the area, from middle school to adults, are invited to spend two days to discover God's call to bring beauty to the world. The Arise Women Conference is coming up on February 10th and 11th at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. This featured speaker is recording artist and national Catholic speaker, Noelle Garcia. Now, Noelle travels the country sharing her faith at events such as Steubenville Youth Conferences and the L.A. Congress. Well, her next trip is in the books, and she is planning to come to the Pacific Northwest. Good morning, Noelle. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, boy, I must say, as a parishioner of Holy Redeemer myself, we are all looking so forward to your visit. Can you first, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you discovered that God was calling you to serve Him through music and your own witness? Sure. Yeah. So I am a mom. I have six children, and we we were joking about this earlier, but I'm currently sitting in my car so that those said six children will let me talk. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I started speaking and doing music um, from a young age, actually, because when I was a teenager, I was struggling with self-image, self-harm. A lot of mental illness runs in my family, and just I, I was wrestling with where is God in all of this? It just seems like there's so much darkness in my life and that I don't have purpose because he must not love me because I'm going through all of these things. And, and then, uh, my mom made me go to a church retreat and I had just a powerful encounter with Jesus there that I didn't even realize until many, many years later that I experienced a healing from self-harm at that conference, but I didn't know, I didn't connect it. I just no longer had the desire for that. And I had an incredible desire for the Lord. And, uh, I, I tell people, you know, not really anything else in my life changed except for that. I had an encounter with the Lord, and and so I was different, even if my circumstances around me weren't very different. So at that retreat, I was connected with some people who did music um, for praise and worship and for mass, and so I, I started playing in their bands, and and that way uh, be, became more confident in singing and playing piano, and then people started asking me what my story was. And when I was telling them, yeah, you know, I struggled with mental health and all of these different things. They asked me to share that story with other people. So it was never like, 
I went to a conference and I heard the speaker and I thought, I want to be a speaker someday. It was just very much how God was using a story of healing in my life Hmm. to help heal others. And I've been doing that ever since. We're so excited, Noelle, to have you join us for the Arise Conference. Again, it's coming up February 10th and 11th. Well, let's get back to a little bit of what you were saying. You do have a special heart for speaking to youth. You know, we know that just the whole world, especially to our our young girls in middle school and high school, they're just bombarded with images of how they should be and talk and really in images that are not wholesome and good for the heart. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about what your journey was that kind of gives you that heart for their spiritual growth? Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we're we're in a different world right now where you, you can't come as as a speaker and be like, you know, I I'm older than you and therefore I'm wiser and therefore you should listen to me. That's just not how it works these days anymore. So I have a real heart for authenticity to to just be like, listen, I know your life is hard and my life is hard too, and let's do this together. Um, and, and trying to really live out compassion in my in my speaking and in my ministry. So compassion meaning to suffer with, you know, to share our, what God's doing in our lives and that we are works in progress. I feel like that authenticity is what truly leads to connection. And then hopefully that connection leads to openness to the Lord. Um, I also have a strong heart for women uh, in particular when, you know, women just are constantly under uh, attack, spiritual attack, attack, secularly, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Um, and not, I don't, I don't feel that there's a cookie cutter mold that you fit in as a Christian woman, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have St. Therese, who is so meek in the convent and offering everything for love. And then you have St. Joan of Arc, who's, you know, in the army. (laughs) Right. So, and there's such a place in the church for women. And I, I hope that young women can see that, that, um, God needs you. He loves you. And that you change the world through that transformation. The Rise Women's Conference is coming up February 10th and 11th. For the first time, this particular conference is going to have tracks for the general session for women and young people. And then also breakout sessions specifically for grades 6 through 12. Noel Garcia is joining us today. We're talking a little bit more about it. All right. So for these general sessions, we're covering topics like our capacity to love and God's plan for holiness. And of course, bringing beauty to the world. You know, recently, Noel, I was talking on our show view from the pew about how when I was a young mom, and my husband would leave on travel. I used to think, wow, that is just such an amazing what I wouldn't give to just have, you know, a week away from the family. And looking back, I wish that I would have given more appreciation and more value to my role as a woman, especially a woman with responsibilities in raising a family. And that's beautiful, right? And that's beautiful to the world. Kind of share with our listeners about how each one of these topics well, relates to every woman. Yeah. So basically, I think that there is a, it, it, you know, we, we look at different role models and, and 
different leaders in the church, uh, different saints that, that we look up to, and we think, okay, well, I can only be holy if I am that person. But we forget God has a very unique call upon our hearts, and that includes uh, the the trials that we go through, that there are, there is a bigger picture here that, you know, we would like a life without suffering. That would be great, <laughs> you know, but uh, Father Robert Spitzer says, you know, while a life without suffering would be easy, we wouldn't need things that bring out the best in humanity, like generosity and compassion and empathy and charity and courage and all of those things that truly elevate the human person. So what I strive, what I'm going to be striving for in these breakout sessions is helping young girls, young women to think about, okay, where am I at right now? What is God doing in my life right now? Because if it's true that he loves me and it's true that he cares about me and it's true that he has a plan for my life, then that means he's working right now, even though I may not see it. So when we can start to ask that question and reflect on that question, we can start to see, okay, God, God has given me a purpose and discern better where we fit in, in our family, in the world, um, in our relationships, and I think that that, uh, that is also the key to learning how he speaks specifically to you and me. Well, a great opportunity to learn more. Women, please sign up. Mothers, bring your adult daughters with you. Bring your grades 6 through 12 daughters with you for such an amazing weekend. We can learn together and then also have that time with breakout groups. Noel Garcia is going to be joining us and it is sure to be an amazing weekend well noel it has been great talking to you and boy i am sure looking forward to this weekend where we'll get hours more with you to talk praise and pray together we look forward to your visit and thanks so much for your time today awesome thank you so much for having me i can't wait to come so again, that is Noelle Garcia. She is the keynote speaker at the Arise Women's Conference. It's happening at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church on February 10th and 11th. I will be sure to add information where you can get right to the registration page. $75 registration also includes meals and breakout sessions and just a whole lot of time to spend together. You're going to find that information along with more about Noelle on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And it is a 23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Friday morning. Friday evening, I believe there is a special program for you, Brenda. It's called View from the Pew. View have you ever heard about I it? I have heard of that program. Yes, 730 <laughs> tonight. New program tonight, huh? We do have a new program. You know when the best time to plan for Lent is? Before Lent. Okay. So we're going to begin that process about how we can step into this Lent season and plan for it now so we're ready come Ash Wednesday. Excellent. Again, that's View from the Pew, 730 this evening. If you go to our website, click on the programming page, you can print out a program schedule and see all the great programs that you hear right here on Mater Day Radio. That's materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is a Papal Minute. Pius X was the first Pope of the 20th century, being elected in August of 1903. His papal motto was to restore all things in Christ, and his pontificate was devoted to renewal of the Church in the ways of Christ. Pius is known for his updating and systemization of canon law, encouragement of the use of a Gregorian chant, and of his care for youth. Pius encouraged each parish church to have a religious education program for children to foster their spiritual growth. He lowered the age of consent for receiving the Eucharist to seven years of age. He is often referred to as the Pope of the Eucharist because he encouraged frequent, even daily, communion. Pius was canonized by Pope Pius XII in June 1951. This has been a Papal Minute. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you may want to check that tax form you get in the mail. We'll explain in the news. I try real hard not to pay attention to taxes. <laughs> yes. Well, would Jesus be a workaholic if he were a carpenter in the workforce today? Well, there are some theories about it, and I'll explore those for you coming up in news. Here is Dave Moore and Arise. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Dave Moore, Arise. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, the Oregon Department of Revenue acknowledged Thursday that it sent personal tax refund information for about 5,000 taxpayers to the wrong address, mostly in the Portland area with the zip codes of 97202, 205, 206, and 209. A department spokesperson says the mailing address on the outside don't match with the information contained on the forms. The 1099-G forms include the names, the addresses, the last four digits of the taxpayer's Social Security number, and the amount of their state and local tax refunds from last year. So the 1099-G form is issued by the government to inform taxpayers of funds they may have received that may need to be reported on their federal tax return, most typical tax refunds. Now, the State Revenue Department is asking that recipients of the bad forms to destroy them immediately. It's notifying each by mail what happened and why they got the wrong form, and affected taxpayers will be offered credit monitoring. Okay. So there you go. Check your forms. Watch out for that. Yep. Well, Pope Francis on Friday became the first pope to visit South Sudan, fulfilling a years-long hope to carry out an ecumenical trip to the war-torn country. The Pope has called his February 3rd to the 5th trip to Juba, South Sudan's capital, a pilgrimage of peace. And his Anglican counterpart, Archbishop of Canterbury, Justice Welby, along with the moderator of the Church of Scotland, Ian Greenshields, will visit the newest African nation together. Pope Francis had spoken about the possibility of the trip as early as 2017, fewer than four years after the outbreak of civil war in 2013. On February 4th, he will meet bishops, priests, and consecrated men and women in St. Teresa Cathedral, the seat of the Archbishop of Juba. And Pope Francis will also meet South Sudanese refugees, people who have been internally displaced due to the war. On his final day, on February 5th, the Pope will celebrate Sunday Mass in English at the John Garange Mausoleum. He will then lead the Angelus before flying back to Rome. Well, you got to believe that's going to go down and just as one of his great oh, trips. I it, mean, amazing. The stories coming out of that, the enthusiasm yeah. and holiness of this people just waiting to see him. Just an inspiration for everyone yeah. in the world. I'm sure for the Pope as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Archdiocese of Portland here in Oregon is the latest U.S. diocese to issue a document affecting the lives of LGBTQ young people, their families, and those who instruct and care for them. On January 25th, Archbishop Alexander Sample shared a Catholic response to gender identity theory, catechesis, and pastoral guidelines with Western Oregon priests. The following day, it was released to principals. The 17-page document is intended to provide clarity on the Catholic Church's teachings, wrote the Archbishop in a letter accompanying the document. And he goes on to say, May everyone who reads this document feel the love and compassion with which it was written and feel their hearts turn towards our Lord Jesus Christ and to his truth. 
Like many of the at least 34 gender policies and instructions approved by Catholic dioceses nationwide, the Portland Guidelines direct Catholic institutions to interact with youth on the basis of their biological sex identity rather than self-perceived gender identity. Well, this could be one for your bucket list. Travel and Leisure magazine has included Joseph, Oregon on its list of the 20 most beautiful towns in the United States. So Joseph, also known as the Swiss Alps of Oregon, joins Leavenworth, Washington as the only Pacific Northwest towns on the travel and leisure list, though nearby Wallace, Idaho also earned a spot. So if you're not familiar with Joseph, it is located in the far northeastern corner of the state near the scenic Wallawa Mountains. It has become a popular tourist town over the years, offering an abundance of outdoor opportunities, as well as the Wallawa Lake Tram, which runs to the summit of Mount Howard, giving incredible vistas of the region. The historic town of Joseph is also known for artisans. A lot of artists there. there. Yeah, so great, great shops and those sorts of things. Leavenworth, Washington, is that barbarian-themed town that's also a tourist favorite, which you've been to Leavenworth. I've been to Leavenworth. It's beautiful. I think there is a citywide policy that states all of the businesses that are built and that are currently there all must have a Bavarian kind of look to them, Bavarian village look to them, Uh, everything, banks, fast food restaurants, and of course there's the main street uh, that's uh, actually closed to traffic. You can walk all over and lots of great shops. It'll be fun. I love shopping there. Yeah. The producer of a brand of over-the-counter eye drops is recalling the product of a possible after a possible link to an outbreak of drug-resistant infections, U.S. health officials said Thursday. Both the Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are advising against the use of Ezricare artificial tears. That's E-Z-R-I. Esri Care mm-hmm. artificial tears, as they may contain contamination and link to an outbreak of a virus or an infection that has been linked to one death. A King County man has died from a blood infection, officials believe was caused by this over the counter eye drop. Now, there were 55 cases across 12 states from May of 2022 to last month, a federal agency said. Now, those who have used the project, the product may begin showing symptoms of an eye infection, which include yellow, green or clear discharge from the eye, eye pain or discomfort, redness of the eye or eyelid or blurry mm, vision. Wow. So check your uh, medicine cabinet. Yeah. One of the things I read about this, too, is one of the concerns was that uh, having a hard time having antibiotics even treat it. Exactly. It's yeah. one of these drug-resistant yeah. strains. So please be careful. Your yeah. eyes, yeah. You know, the window Ooh. to the world. And in sports, University of Portland women's basketball team continues its winning ways, but it was close. On the road, the Pilots put together an incredible 18 to nothing run in the fourth quarter. After trailing by 16 points early in the period, they end up beating the San Francisco Dons 83-80 to in overtime. What a comeback. Alex Fowler, once again, just having an incredible season. She led the way with 23 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 steals. Portland is now 11-1 and in West Coast Conference play. Pilots will play at Santa Clara tomorrow afternoon. University of Portland men's team also gets a big win on the road last night. Playing in San Diego, the Pilots knock off the Toreros 80-61. 
Portland is at Pepperdine tomorrow evening. And in Pac-12 men's play on the road, uh, not a good night for the Northwest Pac-12 teams. Oregon falls to Arizona. Oregon State loses at Arizona State. UCLA downs Washington and Washington State what? beaten by USC. All four. Oh for four. <laughs> All right. uh, okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll have a better run uh, oh, next hopefully. week. Well, what would Jesus do if he were a carpenter 2023? Well, the workforce and work habits are already changing in fundamental ways during the 21st century. When the pandemic came along, it accelerated and redirected and really reshaped who works where and how. Well, Catholic Social Teaching with Christ at its center gives great direction on several new workplace phenomenon. Of course, first hour, we talked about how we believe Jesus would not have been a workaholic. Work had its place, and it was important. He even identified people and the value of their work, you know, based on salvation. Yeah. uh, You know, talking about... um, you know, different people as doctors and shepherds and farmers, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things, they all had their place. Well, have you heard, and we've talked about this actually on the show before, would Jesus like quiet quitting? Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. Yeah. Gallup defines quiet quitters as people who do the minimum required and are psychologically detached from their job and says quiet quitters make up as much as 50% of the U.S. workforce. Well, Jesus specially chosen apostles, St. Paul exhorts Christian to hard work. And it says, with toil and labor, we worked night and day that we might not burden any of you, he writes. Then he goes on to say, if anyone will not work, let him not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, and not doing any work. So Mm -hmm. St. Paul kind of gets after people for, you know, not putting in, you know, some effort when it comes to working. What's what's the saying? Idle hands are the devil's playground. There you go. That's right. You got to work. Now, it's one thing to work, which, you know, we're all destined to do. Yes. we, We enjoy doing. But it's another thing to just be totally you know, absorbed by absorbed it, by work, which is why they said yes, Jesus would not have been a workaholic. Work right. had its place, right? But you know, above all, Christ was about His mission. So it's interesting. The pandemic has changed a lot when it comes to work. Obviously, people working from home and then not returning to work to the office place. That's it. They they found that they can continue to do their work from home, and then you've seen other countries go to four day work weeks. They're doing that. That's it. And I was telling you earlier, the state of Maryland now is going through a process where I believe the state is offering credits to businesses who go to four day work weeks. That's incredible. Yeah, to see yeah. how that to see how I that think works. Many, yeah. Many businesses will mm-hmm. be watching that yeah. to see how it pans out for that state. So uh and then the other option was that they would Jesus uh going kind of going along with what you were saying, he would support those that quit to stay home with the family. Many people yeah. found that when they went home during the pandemic, uh some parents quit their jobs because the needs of their children were so sure. great. Found yeah, they could make some adjustments mm-hmm. and live on one income so the other could stay at home. Yes, Jesus would approve. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And this event coming up on February 11th, that's a week from tomorrow. Right. So next Saturday, now and at the hour of our death funeral workshop. This is so important and valuable happening at All Saints Catholic Church in Portland. All are welcome to this workshop, which will review the liturgies of the Order of Christian Funerals, music, pastoral care of the sick and homebound, grief ministry, preparing for death, and medical treatment and end-of-life ethical issues. It is presented by the Portland Chapter of the National Association of Pastoral Musicians. So yeah. it sounds like a great event we'll to try to, we'll, check We should get somebody on interview on that next week. It, I, should, it sounds like a really good uh workshop that they're going to have. Yeah, for sure. Remember, you can find out more information about that event, plus many other things happening this weekend. In Uh, fact, if you want something to do, go to the community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. And of course, you access it with that wonderful integrated map system on the Hail Mary media app. So here we are, new month. It's February, and so I was looking out at my garden out front, and I was thinking to myself, hmm, I'm probably going to have to get out there at some point in time this month because I'm starting to see some weeds and grass overgrow my uh-huh. planting area, and it's like, yeah, I probably need to clean that out. It's been so wet, it's been hard to do that, but uh, we're going to talk about what we should be doing in the garden this month, and we'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. CYO is the only youth sports program in Oregon that inspires athletes to learn respect and dignity while building confidence, friendships, and teamwork through faith in God instilled by Catholic teachings. CYO enriches lives and builds a stronger faith community by bringing Jesus Christ to youth through sports participation. With every CYO sport, our coaches and staff inspire today's youth to become faith-filled leaders. Track and field registration is now open. Register at CYOCampHoward.org. Help the kids in your life experience personal growth in a team atmosphere, fueling their future to become winners through Christ. Summer camp registration is open, and we are currently hiring camp counselors as well as officials for CYO track and field. Visit CYOCampHoward.org for more information. Thank you, and God bless you. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, 
our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 846 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it's been a pretty cold, dry, chilly week. That's going to change today. Don't be surprised. You see a little rain start falling later this morning. 90% chance of rain, maybe a little breezy as well, a high of 50 degrees. 80% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 44. And then for Saturday, a chance of showers, high of 53. Sunday, the same chance of rain, a high of 51. Currently, it is 42 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it is 43 degrees at St. John the Baptist Church in Milwaukee. The morning blend's not over yet. There's time for a second cup with David and Brenda. This isn't exactly the second cup I think people look forward to as much because it always comes with a honey-do list for a (laughs) lot of people after we talk about some of the outdoor tours that need to happen in February. Right. So, David, this list comes from the Oregon Extension, Mm -hmm. uh, Oregon State University Extension. You say you enjoy kind of running across their booths at different kind of uh, I do. conferences and things? Well, they, or they're at uh, the farmer's markets. Oh, at farmer's yeah. markets. They have the OSU extension tents set up, and so they're always fun to go talk to their volunteers there. And if you have specific questions about whatever it is in the garden, they're always there to help you and uh, or point you in the right direction to help. So it's always great talking with the folks. I remember one time I asked them, uh, how do you prevent rabbits from eating your little peas in the, in the garden and uh, what they say don't plant peas what? <laughs> <laughs> no they, they, they were jokingly because they, it's so hard to stop unless you just cover everything you got to cut yeah, right. right and so, still that, somehow it yeah. feels like they find a way in that's it yeah exactly it's incredible but no they're they're very knowledgeable it's always great to talk with the osu extension folks and they got a great website as well if you want to go to their website and they have questions they can answer for you there as well all right. Well, sur- I was kind of surprised when I pulled their list up for February. This is stuff to do this month right. in this area. There's a lot that begins to happen this month mm-hmm. in preparation for springtime. So I thought we'd talk a little bit today yeah. about some of the maintenance and cleanup things that have to happen in order to get mm-hmm. a good jump on spring uh, spring growing. Absolutely. So first of all, I mean, and we are in winter time. They say now's the time to repair winter damage to trees and shrubs. Yeah. Wind has blown over a lot of things. We lost a big limb and off of one of our trees uh, and the the broken fence is still there as a reminder of what oh, yeah. we lost. It's, it, you know, when trees are so big, when just one small branch falls, when it hits the ground, you realize how big, big it, it is. Was. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So you can do some of that repair. Now, uh, it's been a couple of summers. Oh, I, I guess it was one year ago, a little bit more than a year. We were putting in a tree in our backyard, mm-hmm. a, a new one. And in going in, it, it got a little damage. And really, a kind of a, a good part of the tree came off. Yeah. Uh, it, it just split a little bit. It didn't fall off completely. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott went out there this week. We, we babied it along and did some things and, and uh, to help it. It, it reattached and the, the limb is growing yeah, again. Yeah. So you can do a lot of things uh, to uh, really take care of it. Now's a good time to prune fruit trees and blueberries, they say, too. Right. Raspberries. Do you prune your raspberries or I are do. they already no, down? No, I prune them, yeah. Because you got to take off the, typically where the berries grow, those shoots will die. 
Okay. And then you, you, you clip those, and then other new shoots will grow with the berry. So, yeah, definitely. It's funny because when I look at them right now, it looks so barren. But by the time they start to grow again in the springtime, how quickly it fills yeah. in. Yeah. So I have a new raspberry bed in my backyard, three different varieties. I have not traded them back yet because they were brand new. But I think this is the year that I've got to get out there and clip them back. You clip them back pretty far? I do, yeah. yeah. No, I, I clip them really well. I get, I get to them, get all the dead stuff out. Uh, let's see here. So uh, it's also time if you've got some uh, vining... A uh, flowering plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a clematis that did beautifully last yeah. year. It's climbing up along my deck line. And uh, it took me a little while to figure out how to prune it because it gets a lot of dead shoots kind of quickly. Right. But I found the right kind of uh, post for it to climb on. And yeah, you just clip them along and get them ready. Those will grow beautifully around here. You know, it's interesting. I got a new. Remember, we used to talk about my hanging basket that oh, lasted, of course. lasted Your like hanging basket. five or six years, and it finally uh, I gave it up. And so we we got a new hanging basket last spring or last summer, and I did the same thing with it this year and pruned it all the way back. And I'm going to be anxious to see if it comes back like the other one did or if it's going to be toast because of the winter months. So kind of looking forward to the spring to see if it does start to grow like the other one used to do. Oh, yeah. And now is also a good time to get a jump on. This is amazing. On vegetables, talking about your peas and things like that. If you want to grow them from seed, Mm -hmm. you start them now right indoors indoors so that includes uh things like cabbage cauliflower broccoli even brussels sprouts put those indoors or in a greenhouse Mm -hmm. you can also plant garden peas and sweet peas uh and uh, let's see what other things sugar pod yeah peas yeah all of those can go in now uh indoors yeah yeah it's Perfect time to do that. So another thing that you can do this time of year too, like all of your garden equipment that you've put you put away yes. in the fall, uh, if you need to do some tune-ups and things of that nature, now's a great time to do that. So you're not really rushing to do it once springtime arrives. So if you have equipment, you know, if you need blades sharpened, all of those sorts of things, do it now and get it, it, it get it ready. Absolutely, yeah. because you take some of those things in later in the springtime. And everybody seems exactly. to wait to the end. Yep. And so a good sharp blade, David, right? Isn't that make for a perfect uh, lawn cutting? Uh, it, sure, it sure does. And <laughs> and even like, uh, I speaking of going to farmer's markets, there's guy a guy there, the one I go to, who's always sharpening blades. So you can take clippers and those really? sorts of things and they'll, and they'll sharpen them up for you too. Oh, I love that. And of course, we live in the Rose City. Uh, Oregon Extension says now is a good time to plant new roses. Nice. I was like, wow, yeah. I didn't think about that. Roses can be very hardy. I, they, they can be sometimes a little touchy, but they're hardy plants. Yeah. I've got a rose bush, a real large hedge, the little tea roses. Mm-hmm. That thing grows and grows. It just doesn't seem to mind anything. Yeah, no, that's great. So lots of, if so if you didn't have anything planned for the weekend, you were looking forward to just a nice relaxing uh, sit on the couch with a book, well, you filled your list up today. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Deacon Scott Aiken, as we pray for the holy souls in purgatory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, King of glory, deliver the souls of all the faithful departed from the pains of hell and from the bottomless pit. Deliver them from the lion's mouth, that hell not swallow them up, that they fall not into the outer darkness. But let the holy standard bearer, Michael the Archangel, bring them into that holy light which you promised unto Abraham and his seed. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and may perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast as we head into the weekend. Rain will be rolling in later today. A little breezy, high of 50 degrees. Rainy and breezy again tonight, low of 44. And then for Saturday and Sunday, yeah, going to go from 30% to a 90% chance of rain with high in the low 50s. It's currently 43 degrees in the Rose City. And here is your Friday kind of song. It is I Am They, My Feet Are On The Rock. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. I can see the clouds rolling I can feel the winds They try to shake me I will not be moved My feet are on the rock
solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock On Christ the solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock My feet are on the rock. It's A59 at Mater Day Radio. That's the morning blend for this week, this Friday. Thanks everyone for joining us this week. It was a great week. What a fun week. We got a chance to celebrate uh, Catholic schools. Yeah. Too. Celebration Wonderful. continues today. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. View from the pew coming up this evening. Scott talks a little bit about a great relationship and friendship he has with his brother. Nice. It's really a lot of fun. We hope you have a very blessed day.